Hi, hola, bonjour, guten tag, I hope you're all very well. Uh, this is the Kate Languages podcast and this is the third of my CPD episodes. So I've already done a couple of CPD episodes. The first one was talking about uh, using GCSE style activities at Key Stage 3 and the second one uh, was on a very different note, um, talking about teacher well-being and burnout. Um, if you haven't listened to those and they sound interesting to you, then head back and uh, have a little listen to them. I've had loads of amazing feedback actually about the well-being and burnout one um, in particular. And I think perhaps, so I'm recording this at the end of August 2021, and I think for quite a few people heading back to school sort of around now or beginning of September, um it's probably something that is uppermost in people's minds trying to stay mentally healthy as well as physically healthy and as well as all the other million things that you need to do as a teacher um definitely looking after your own mental health is is a well should be a massive priority and something that's is difficult to do um but yeah should be a big priority so today's episode, um, I'm going back to more specific um, language related things and I am going to talk about um, improving or maintaining your language skills when you are an MFL teacher. Um, so I'm going to talk about just just giving a few ideas of the kind, kinds of things I do and I know that other people do, um, just to keep your language skills fresh. I think the, the funny thing with the language is kind of like, once you can speak the language, you can speak the language, but languages do change and evolve. And I know that since I did my degree 20, 20 odd years ago, uh, language has changed and developed a lot. You know, there's a lot of new technology and internet related language um, that has come about since then fortunately a lot of that seems to be English so you can, you can kind of say an English word in a French German or Spanish accent and hope for the best um, but there, you know there are always different ways of saying things and different ways of doing things um, so I'm not going to tell you all this new language but I'm just going to go through different ways of like I say improving or maintaining your language skills um, as a languages teacher and I have to say one of the best ways of doing it is to teach the language day in day out um, so you've already got an advantage there okay so I've got five tips that I'm going to go through uh, like I say this is certain things that I do and things that I know a lot of other people do as well so the first one is I mean I'm obviously going to say this because this is what I offer is to take language lessons um, I think a lot of people try to use apps um, or websites or whatever to teach themselves a language or to do it of their own accord. And I think um, I think it probably depends on your personality. I know personally I need to have something in my diary at a certain time every week where I'm like, you need to turn up and you need to do this because you paid for it. Um, otherwise, I'm like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, whatever. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll do it another time. Um, so yeah, so that's where language lessons, I think, are actually really good. And I know, so yeah, I offer French, German and Spanish uh, online lessons for languages teachers. Um, as of September 2021, we are actually going to be offering four levels for each 
language. So beginner, key stage three, GCSE and advanced. So beginner is for complete beginners. Key stage three is people who um, are teaching key stage three, but perhaps are sort of just past beginner level. And the, the I know this happens again, because I've been teaching people a lot, is they're kind of like, if you're kind of like one or two lessons ahead of the kids and you're sort of constantly looking at the textbook, like, right, right what do I need to do next week or whatever, and your language skills are just are just not there through no, no fault of your own, because it does seem to be... Um, happening quite a lot where teachers are being asked to teach a language that they don't actually really know very well and they don't speak um, they haven't studied um, or whatever so that yeah so that's a key stage three level the GCSE is for people who do maybe have even a GCSE themselves or even an A level themselves but they just maybe did it quite a long time ago or they just want that extra bit of confidence to teach more complex structures um, and also what we do in the, in the lessons as well is, is think about the techniques for teaching GCSE as much as the actual language that you need to teach GCSE. And then we have the advanced classes that are for people who are teaching A-level, again, maybe even studied the language at university, maybe have an A-level themselves and just want a bit of conversation, a bit more complex grammar, etc. to just make them feel much more confident about teaching a level or even really high level GCSE you know if you if you've got a top set or a class where there are kids who are going to be getting grade you know seven eight nine and you're feeling okay what, what are the kind of complex structures I can put in there that that would be the advanced class um so yeah so that's me selling my languages classes other people offer language classes as well I think I, as far as I know I'm the only person who's offering them specifically for languages teachers at the moment um but yeah so like I say I think for me personally the accountability of signing up to something paying for it and saying right I'm going to be there at a certain time every week I'm going to show up I'm going to do my my speaking practice I'm going to join in um etc I I think that is invaluable um, and really, really helpful. And obviously the feedback I've had from other teachers, the teachers who are taking the, the courses, is that that is really, really useful and, and really helpful for them. Um, and I've got people who have been doing them for a couple of years, so it clearly, it's clearly uh, going really, really well. So yeah, so that's tip number one, is to actually sign up for language lessons and work actively, proactively on improving or even learning from from the start your languages. My second tip is a bit more chilled out, is to watch TV, films, things like that. Um, I think back to when I was a kid learning languages at school, like the idea that I could have just switched Netflix on and watched something in French or Spanish or German oh my god I would have just found that so exciting I still find it really exciting um yeah it was amazing I mean I literally like probably watched tv when I was actually in a country but other than that and I just remember always turning the tv on and just being like oh this is quite boring um but the best thing about something like Netflix or on uh channel four have a series like lots of different um foreign language tv shows um if you look for walter presents um that's where all their foreign language tv shows are 
um yeah just the idea of having you know that kind of thing on demand at your fingertips whenever you want to watch them the only problem I would say is that there's too much choice especially Spanish because there's a lot of American and Latin American shows on Netflix that are in Spanish and there's so much choice um I was trying to think of some things I say Money Heist which is Casa de Papel Papel I think isn't it in Spanish Money Heist that one is really popular um I've watched a few episodes but yeah apparently really really good um, I've also watched Chicas del Cable, which is Cable Girls in English. Um, I really enjoyed that. So I've again, I've watched a few episodes. I kind of watch stuff and then get distracted by other things. <laughs> I don't know if other people do the same. Uh, yeah, and that one I love. Uh, I must admit, I really just really love their clothes in that one. It's set in the 1920s. Well, it starts in the 1920s, 30s kind of time. Um, and it's sort of in the in the build up to the uh, civil war. I, like I say, I've only watched a few episodes, but I think that's the that's what's happening. And ah, oh, just the outfits that the women wear, just so cool, and their hair is like really cool. Um, so both of those are actually set in Spain, and they're span like Spain Spanish, uh, and then there are loads, like I say, of Latin American and um, American shows. I know Narcos is really popular, Narcos, which is about drug dealers, I think, uh, apparently a little bit violent as well, from what I understand, um, oh gosh, in terms, right, so French, uh, Lupin, oh my god, it's absolutely amazing, if you can, if you only watch one French series on Netflix, watch Lupin, um, I love Omar Sy as well, I think he's amazing, um, and he's in some really good films as well, so like Antouchable and Untouchables, which are eight, is on the A-level syllabus and actually if you want to think about like what are good films to watch have a look at the A-level syllabus because they do tend to be really really good films that they put on on there um other French things I've watched I'm trying to think I have also watched uh god it was called The Hookup Plan in English and I don't know what it's called in French um which is quite funny I watched the first season of that I need to watch the next one at some point German, I know there's a series called Dark, and then obviously you've got Deutschland 83, 85, and I think 89 as well, so German, Deutschland 83, 85, 89, set in East Germany, again, I've watched a few episodes, I'm terrible, I feel like I need to go back and watch all these again, just talking about them now, I'm like, oh yeah, there were some really good shows, um, but anyway, I mean, it just depends what you're interested in, what you like, um, and as I said, yeah, if you want, if you're, if you want ideas for films, totally have a look at the A-level syllabus. Um, so like on, on the Spanish one, I know that um, Volver is a really popular one. I did that, I watched that when I did my Spanish A-level five or six years ago. Um, I did it as a teacher five or six years ago, just as an aside. Um, yeah, Volver is amazing. Anything by Amadovar, um, obviously. A bit weird sometimes, but also brilliant films. Um, okay, so yeah, just having all those options at your fingertips of TV and film. And I'm not going to lie, I always have the subtitles on, even. I'd say probably German is my best language for understanding, because I lived in Germany for quite for like nine months on my year abroad and watched a lot of German TV. Um, 
even then I still I mean to be fair my husband doesn't actually speak German so we need the subtitles we need the subtitles for him but I don't think there's anything wrong in having subtitles um the only thing I would say is I do like it does tire my brain out because I listen to what they're saying and I read the subtitles and then my in my brain I'm like that's not quite what they said or is oh that's an interesting translation then I start thinking about how I would have translated it and then I kind of like miss the next few seconds of the of the show um I think also another option you could actually put the subtitles in the target so I watch them in English like with English subtitles but you could put the subtitles in the target language as well so that's kind of more evenly matched up from what they're saying and what the um what the subtitles are that's a little tip um for you there as well so there my first two tips were sign up for language lessons watch tv or films in the foreign language. The third one, this is something I absolutely love, and this is why I have a podcast, is podcasts. Oh my God, I'm literally obsessed with podcasts. I hate the word literally, but I really mean it in this in this sense. Um, <clears throat> so there are some really good podcasts for people who are perhaps of a lower level, so still beginners or just, you know, post-beginners. Um, like the Coffee Break podcasts and things like that, they're available in loads of different languages. There's a really, really good French one called Journal en Français Facile, which is um, like the news in easy French every day. But I've got to say, it's not like super easy. Um, it is good, authentic French. It's just a bit slower. Um, and a, yeah, the language is a little bit more straightforward than... Um, you know, if you're like reading Le Monde or something like that, which is a really complex language. Um, and that one, I think it's about 10 minutes and it's every single day and it's just, it's really great. And again, if you're teaching A-level, for example, for the first time and you want to get on top of um, current affairs, then that's really good and so good for, for the language and stuff around current affairs. Um, it is international, so it's not just French. Um, I think... It's quite focused. It's quite focused on Africa. I think it's aimed at perhaps people in African, like francophone African countries. I could be totally wrong there, but um, yeah, that's really good. Um, there's a slow German, so you've got like news in slow German, news in slow Spanish. I don't know if there's news in slow French because I love the Journal en Français Facile, so that's the only one I've listened to. There's a really good Spanish one called I can never remember if it's Hoy hablamos or hablamos hoy which again is um, daily and they talk about various different things so sometimes it'll be current affairs sometimes it's just a really interesting topic um, that they discuss there's a couple of guys who do it um, and again that is Spain Spanish I do find Spanish from Spain a lot easier to understand because that's where I've been and well you know the accent that I understand for people who are slightly more advanced and want to have an attempt to understand uh, Latin American Spanish, um, NPR, which is an American radio station, does a podcast called Radio, Ambul radio Ambulante, I think. I think I've said that right. And yeah, that um, is, each episode is a different, interesting story from around Latin America. Um, it's very like it's quick authentic um and like i say 
for me, I find it quite hard to understand because it's uh, the kind of American Spanish, Latin American Spanish accent. Um, but great for like really honing your listening skills there. Um, and then I'm at what I've done as well. So especially if you have a higher level of the language. Um, so, you know, if you studied it to degree level, but, a, but kind of feeling a little bit rusty or whatever. Um, another thing I've done is searched in Apple Podcasts for something that I'm interested in. So I've got a toddler. Uh, so I'm always interested in like mum podcasts. <laughs> uh, so I've looked up in Apple Podcasts um, in German, for example, like I, don't know, I literally just type in Mutter or something. And yeah, I found a couple of quite interesting podcasts that I've listened to a few times. Um, and they're not obviously not aimed at language learners. But if it's something that you're actually interested in and interested in and want to listen to and learn about, then for me, I actually will then want to listen to them rather than um, just, you know, language learning things that might not be topics that I find that interesting. And on that note as well, downloading audiobooks in the foreign language um, is also a really, really useful thing to do. But I'm going to talk about books in a minute as well. Okay, so to recap, number one, sign up to language lessons. Number two, watch TV and films in the foreign language. And number three, listen to podcasts in the foreign language. Number four and five are both about reading, okay? So two and three are about listening, four and five are about reading. So number four, I would recommend reading the news. And again, if you're teaching A-level and you're like need to get up to date with um, A-level, like the topics in A-levels of current affairs and things like that, being on top, you know, being able to read the news regularly is really really important I think I've actually done um, a blog post on my website so if you go to katelanguages.co.uk click on blog and it's um, loads of links I think it's um, it's called useful websites for a-level language teaching or something like that I did a, um, a webinar on it a few months ago and yes yeah, so if you click on on the blog and go yeah I've put loads of um links to websites that can be used for a-level language teaching but also um for yourself as well to improve your language so a lot of them are websites that are basically kind of aimed at children but are the news so one example is um Logo Nachrichten which is a German one on ZDF ZDF um and that is, yeah, so it's basically news for children. So the language, again, is authentic, but it's quite simple. So depending on your own language level, that's a really good way of um, accessing the news and current affairs, but through language that isn't too complex. And I have actually used that website with, with I think, even Key Stage 3, but definitely Key Stage 4 students as well. So it's a great website. Um, and the French one that I always recommend is Un jour une actu. Um, again, it's news, current affairs, and they have loads of like lovely little profiles of famous French people throughout history or um, all sorts about different topics and things like that. It's, yeah, it's a great website. I've never found an equivalent in Spanish. I, on, on my blog post, I do have a few Spanish um, websites, but I'm not going to lie, I've never found anything that is on a par with Logo Nachrichten and Ajo Vinetti. 
but and people constantly try and say oh you know there's this this and this in spanish but honestly no they're, they're just not not the same i don't know why um also one thing i do is i follow quite a lot of news outlets on social media so as i'm scrolling through my twitter or facebook or whatever it will come up with i don't know liberation headlines or um el país you know whatever the, the headlines are i'm not gonna lie i don't i don't tend to read the articles in depth but i think even just seeing the headlines and just yeah the language and you know even slightly subconsciously having a bit of an idea about what's going on um, in terms of current affairs in France, Germany and Spain is really quite helpful, um, I think. And as I said, my, the, the last point as well, point number five is another reading one and it's reading books. Genuinely, like again, if your language level, I mean, obviously, if you're a beginner, then reading books is really quite hard. Although there are lots of books out there for beginning language learners, um, there are parallel texts, things like that, which are actually really, really helpful as well. Um, but yeah, if you've got A level or, or a degree and you want to keep your language skills really, really good, uh, 100% reading novels and reading books in, you know, even non-fiction books, if, if that's what you're interested in, in the foreign language, it's just such a brilliant way of keeping up your language skills and I often find like I'll, I'll be reading a book and there'll be language in there that I've that I know it's somewhere in the back of my mind and then I think oh yeah I remember that word and then and then I'm like oh I might use that in my resources or in my teaching or whatever instead of using the same adjectives all the time or whatever so um yeah I I used to run an MFL book club on Facebook and um, a very lovely lady called Elaine has actually taken that over now and she's doing a brilliant job with that because um, it was one of one of too many things that I had on my plate and um, so yeah she kindly offered to take over and so basically I think roughly once every term it, it used to be half termly but I think that was a bit much for people so once a term we read a book in we alternate between French, German and Spanish um, and they tend to be kind of modern texts. My rule is that they're not on the A-level syllabus so it's not, it doesn't feel like work, it is meant to be for relaxation and pleasure rather than <laughs> work. Uh, so we've done a couple of French books by Guillaume Musso, that's the current one um, people are reading at the moment couple of Spanish books by Isabel Allende, uh, German ones, various different people like uh, Jenny Appenbeck and Dörte Hansen, I think her name is, that's House, that was a brilliant book, I loved that one. Um, so yeah, so if you want to join the Facebook group, just search for MFL Virtual Book Club and request to join and please answer the questions, because if you don't answer the questions, then we don't let you join. Um, and as I was saying, when I was talking about podcasts as well, downloading audiobooks in the foreign language. So what I often do for the books for the MFL Book Club, for example, I will download them on Audible so I can listen to them in the car or I can listen to them whenever um, I, because actually sitting down and reading a book is sometimes just don't have the time for it. But I find listening to podcasts or listening to audiobooks um, uh, mainly while I'm driving around trying to get my toddler to nap. <laughs> I, only, 
I need to find things to do while I'm doing that. Um, and maybe some of you have been in, <laughs> in that same position as well. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so I find audio, but or like, I don't know, while you're cooking or whatever, audiobooks are just brilliant, I think. And yeah, I mean, it's really good for your listening skills. And what I'll often do is download the the book. I tend to read everything on, on my iPad, but I'll download the book, plus I will download the audiobook. So I might listen to a chapter in the audiobook, and then I'll read a chapter. I also often download it in, like an English translation of the book as well. So that I can just kind of check that I've understood and um, maybe I might read again. Like I'll do one chapter in French and then one chapter in English. Uh, if the book is really, really good, I sometimes find myself just reading it in English because I'm like, I want to know what happens and just reading it really quickly. Um, which doesn't really help my language skills. I'm aware of that. OK, so to recap my five tips. Number one, join language lessons. Sign up to language lessons. Turn up every week. Practice your speaking, listening, joining, maybe even do some homework. <laughs> and as I said, they are available on my website, katelanguages.co.uk forward slash courses in French, German and Spanish in four different levels starting from September 2021. And hopefully that will continue throughout the entire school year and beyond. So tip number one, sign up for language lessons. Tip number two, watch TV and films are in the target language with or without subtitles in English or in the target language, up to you. Number three, listening to podcasts. And if anyone has any recommendations for other podcasts, I'm always up for podcast recommendations because I love them. Number four, reading the news on uh, online. So the two websites I mentioned were Logo Nachrichten and Un Jour Une Actu. As I said, I have a blog post on my website with loads of links to suitable websites uh, that are aimed at children and are really, really useful for keeping up with current affairs and also following newspapers and TV stations, etc., like news stations on social media. And number five, the last one reading books or listening to audiobooks in the target language is a great way of keeping your vocab really you know up to date especially if you're reading modern books keeping your vocab up to date and reminding yourself as I said of of words that you probably know somewhere in the depths of your brain and just sort of bringing them back to the front of your brain I would really I'd be really really interested in anyone else's tips and ideas for um how you improve your language skills if there's something so I mean you know my ideas are, are, are fairly obvious sometimes it's quite useful to be reminded of things that are pretty obvious there might be something really obvious that I've completely missed out there so do get in touch on my social media which is at Kate Languages on Facebook Twitter and Instagram it's quite handy or email kate at katelanguages.co.uk um, and yeah, let me know what you do to maintain or improve your language skills or even how you are maybe learning a new language, either just for fun or to be able to teach it. Um, so yeah, as always, it'd be really, really great to hear from you. And lastly, no, second, second to last, if you would like to support me and my free content that I'm putting out there, like these podcasts, 
um, pop over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Kate Languages. Um, I've had a few and some lovely messages as well, which is just great. Just makes my day when something like that pops up. Okay, and very, very lastly, if you could uh, rate my podcast and review it. I know everybody says this on podcasts, don't they? If you could rate and review, it just means that more people can see it and hopefully it can help more people um, and yeah, get my get my ideas and, and things out there, which would which would be really great. So thanks for listening and I will be back hopefully fairly soon with another CPD podcast. Uh, I've got a few ideas for some topics. I want to talk about differentiation, uh, planning a key stage three curriculum, all sorts. I've got so many ideas. And again, if there's anything you want me to talk about, get in touch and give me give me your ideas, what you'd like me to talk about. Okay, so adios, au revoir, auf Wiedersehen. See you later.